welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. This is episode five, and I am one of your co-hosts, Courtney. Hey, y'all, it's Kiana. Um, we're excited to have you guys back and listening to us again for your bi-weekly dose of brunch. Um, this week we're really excited because we have a special guest to kind of help us continue on a topic that we started in episode four. And so I'm going to let Kiana introduce her and then she's going to tell us a little bit about herself. Okay. So guys, I met this really amazing girl here in Nashville. You guys know her from Cleveland. Uh, when I was in grad school, one of um, the girls I connected with at grad school, she connected me with her line sister, and it happened to be the lovely Cece. <laughs> I came to Nashville, and she just took me in as a friend, like I had known her forever. So, welcome, Cece. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs> of course. We're excited. So, um, this week, we are going to be talking about self-care. Um, So to kind of give you a recap from last week's brunch, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago, that brunch, we started off talking about being sold a dream and what that kind of looked like for Kiana and myself. And then somehow we just kind of naturally segued into self-care and what we kind of do for that. So Cece is on the show and we're excited to have her because she is a therapist. And so we wanted to kind of be able to get her insight and talk about those things as it kind of relates to her profession. So we're really excited for that. Um, Before we get started, um, we're going to go into what we call, Cece, the um, Pass the Mimosa. And so that's our chance to kind of share a good word or quote for the the particular episode that we're on. And so I'm going to share that with you guys now. Um, it says when you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings you joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. Um, so that one really just kind of spoke to me cause I thought it was just really, really timely mm-hmm. in terms of us being young black professional women and making sure that we recognize you know, what kind of works for us, what makes us happy, and making sure that we make time for it in our lives because people can get so busy that you just forget to take care of self. Mm -hmm. You do. You really do. Um, Cece, you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of how you view self-care and maybe if there are, like, your top three things that you kind of encourage some of your clients to do in terms of self-care or mental health, especially as it may pertain to people of color? Absolutely. So I am a marriage and family therapist here in Nashville. Um, I work in between an um, in-home therapy job and I work at a private practice. Um, With the in-home therapy, I work with adolescents and um, kids, so from ages 5 to about 17. And then I work with um, individuals, couples, and families at my private practice. Um, I like to talk a lot with my clients about self-care because you need something that's going to rejuvenate you and kind of build you back up because there's a lot of things that happen and especially today there's a lot of stuff that can really affect you and bring you down and it's kind of depressing and if you don't have anything that kind of stabilizes you then it can weigh you down to the point where you don't have any you don't have a way to get out of it so if you can practice self-care in any way um, I like to encourage that with my clients and even if it's just for 
30 minutes a day. I think any time that you spend with yourself or just doing something that you enjoy can really make a huge difference in your life. So I, I, um, I like to make sure after every session I ask my clients, so what have you done for self-care this week? Or what do you plan on doing for self-care mm. this week? Because after they give you so much information and it's a lot of the times it's venting or it's just kind of weighing on what happened in that week and they don't ever have any they never talk about the positive things or the things right. they're going to do to kind of build themselves back up so be intentional on what you're going to do to make sure that you're okay at least for like i said 30 minutes or so so i make sure that we talk about um are you exercising so are you spending that time just to make sure that you are physically healthy because physical health and mental health are aligned so if you mm -hmm. you know a lot of people spend a lot of time on their physical appearance not realizing how much their mental health is important as well so if you can feel good by exercising and just making sure that you are okay um i think that is very important so exercise is important um eating well making sure you're eating healthy foods you know because hamburgers and fries and pizza we and eat stuff. grapes eating <laughs> <laughs> hamburgers and fries and stuff that stuff tastes good but it doesn't provide any nourishment for you which doesn't make you feel good after a while so just making sure you eat well is important and then um the last one i would say is probably and i like to practice it with myself too just creating boundaries for yourself and uh -huh. that when i say that i mean being okay with saying no right it's that's okay a word to, right there man because it's it's hard for a lot of people because they're afraid they're gonna hurt somebody's yeah. feelings or you know they're afraid of who, who who they're gonna offend and i think it's so important for you to be okay with saying no and if you're not comfortable with something say no and don't do it and i think that's it's so important for your your own mental health is just be able to set boundaries for yourself um and just going forward and just i like to definitely practice that for myself too so i think those are my top three Okay. Um, I mentioned before that it was critical that you said that, you know, we focus a lot on physical appearance and physical health over mental health. And there was one of my friends, our close friends back in Cleveland, and she made a post on Facebook about her first trip to going to her therapist. And I looked at that <coughs> as if someone was in the gym and they were squatting or yeah. getting the abs together, whatever have you. And I applied that to her mental wellness journey and you know I was really proud of her and committed her because it's just like going to the gym you know you need to take that time to re refresh your mind mm -hmm. to really unload or decompress some of the things that you're going through at work or maybe some things in the past um, and I mentioned this to you and Courtney before it's just like there are so many things that affect us present day that we don't address mm -hmm. from our past. And I think that is critical to know that your childhood, your upbringing, those things have a direct correlation to who you are today. You are a direct reflection of those environments or those experiences. And sometimes we suppress some of those things, some of those things because we don't want to be a direct mm -hmm. reflection and we try to veer off in another direction. In fact, we still need to address some of those things that may not necessarily be haunting us, but necessarily may be suppressed and we need to actually work on that. And I said that um, nothing brings that out more than being in a relationship with mm -hmm. another person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. When you can really look in the mirror and say, you know, this person does this this way. I do things that way. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Or this person handles the situation differently than what I would normally presume to handle this 
this particular situation? How did my parents address this? Mm -hmm. How did my grandparents address this? What was taught? What is our lineage? Because it's not so much, I think, especially in the black community, we don't have a lot of wealth to track back. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we can look back at is our mental health and the things and how things were affected, how it affected us in the, especially during the hardships that we had to go through. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that people take the time to really consider what they've been through, what their parents have been through, what their grandparents have been through, your aunts, your brothers and sisters, all of that feeds into the person that you are. And I think it's so important that people know that because people think like, I'm 21, new me. Like, no, it's not a new you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're still carrying those <laughs> things person. with you. You're still that same person, whether you want to try to escape that or not. You still have to, you know, wrestle with some of those things that may be uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that. Everything that you said, absolutely. Because people don't realize that if you don't address certain issues, they start to manifest in other areas of your life. Right. So if you don't, if right. you don't address the issues that you had with your family, then you they start playing out. You don't realize why you're so angry. You don't realize why you behave the way you act. And it's because right. you hadn't dealt with something that may have happened when you were five or some or the way or the roles that um were present in your in your family or you know and i and as a marriage and family right. therapist we spend a lot of, and we put a lot of emphasis on the system and how the system affects the person and mm -hmm. when i say the system i mean like your your family of course but it could be like you know your aunts and uncles it can be your school system it can be just kind of uh, just anything that could affect you and make you the person that you are today right and i think it's important mm -hmm. for you to kind of understand those triggers and what makes you who you are because if you don't it's hard for you to deal with them if you have not, never addressed them so i love jay-z that and his oh <laughs> did he? he did he said you can't what did he say you can't address something that you never unveil like it's in the first song and I think the song was called Kill Jay-Z. And he was, like, dying to himself, oh, like, yeah. addressing the issues that he had in his past to really be the person that he wanted to be today. So it was, like, killing off the old Jay-Z, mm -hmm. addressing those issues uh -huh. that he had. And then now, present day, how can I be a better father knowing that I didn't have a father? How can I be a better husband knowing I've never looked at love like this before? Because mm -hmm. I don't know how to love. Black yeah. men, we need to talk about that. Y'all know how to love us. Yeah. But <laughs> 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 it's so true. So it's so true. It is, and I could even. I could even use myself as. Just because you went through it doesn't make that who you are. It's a part of. Oh you. my gosh. It's a part of you. It's something that you experience, but it doesn't make you who you are. You don't have to internalize that. You know, I think a lot of people take their experiences and they make it like you know I'm, I've been from the, I'm from the hood, so I don't have X, Y, and Z. I'm, I did this, and I was poor, and I was. And they, they use that and they make that who they are. And right. they're a poor person. Right. As opposed to being like, well, that's something I experienced and I learned from it and I'm able to move on. And I recognize that that's the way that I acted because of those circumstances. I love that you said that. I was listening to the friend zone yeah. this week. Shout out to the friend zone. <laughs> I'm sure they don't know who we are yet. But, <laughs> um, friend, hey, friend, hey, was saying, and I made a post about it on Facebook and I was just like, I'm not amazing because of the things I overcome. I've overcome. I'm amazing. I was amazing before them. You know, like these hardships don't make me who I am today. You are who you are despite any of those things. Mm -hmm. And we have a tendency of taking all of these stories and these hardships and the things that we think make us who we are, these difficult experiences. Like, no, I'm like this because mm -hmm. this happens to me and this happens to me. No, you're amazing because you're amazing simply because of that. Right. It has nothing to do with those experiences that you have had. I love that you mm -hmm. said that because I really internalized that this week. Yeah, I think that's the word so, for sure. So, 
one of the things that I actually recognize is for myself and my sister and I were kind of talking about this. I want to say it's probably a year ago now. Um, so my father is an alcoholic. And so and I say is, I was hesitating because I believe the saying goes like once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, yada, yada, right. yada. Um, but, you know, he's recovered so on and so forth. So and my sister is also um, a licensed counselor, social worker. Um, so we were talking and she was like, you know, I really kind of thought about it. And we always say like our father's an alcoholic, but we never flip it and say, I'm a, I'm a child of an alcoholic. And so when she said that, I was like, oh, my goodness, you're right. Like I never like I thought about the things and how I was impacted because of his alcoholism. But I never really attributed it like attributed what I do in some instances to me being a child of of an alcoholic wow. so like right. I could sit back and think about you know whether it be disappearing acts whether it be um distance or not you know getting you know getting super close to certain people or the just the atmosphere and environment that I was in where I saw my mother they were still married but I saw my mother taking care of house and home and so for me right. that it kind of instilled like Okay, that's just what you do. And we kind of talked about that last week, Kiana, about, you know, how um, we were sold a dream, but dreams are different for everybody. So, yeah, sure. my dream might have been to attain, you know, this 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 family, so to speak. But in, in the same sense, it was like, I have to go about it a different way or that or that just wasn't the reality that I saw. My My parents were married, but my mother was like. For a good portion of that time, the main provider, you know what I mean? Right. She was the one that was going out and working all the time. So when I really flipped that and talked about how I am a child of an alcoholic, it kind of really changed my perspective on some things and how I apply or do certain things in my life. So I think you are dead on and just kind of talking about that and just real, really realizing how your past, whether it was like something that you did directly or something that was um impacted you indirectly and how that kind of carries on throughout your life courtney i appreciate you for sharing that because you didn't have to no you didn't at all you didn't have to but it's it's real like that's your reality it is and your perception is your reality and i'm a firm believer in that and if that's something but that's the crazy thing about it when you're working through the things that you need in terms of like self-care then that looks different for everybody exactly and but that's the thing is that you know there are so many especially when we look at the the black family the unit of the black family there are so many people that um have those stories like and when right. i think about my story in that aspect like my my siblings sometimes look at me like well why are you so mad about it or why you know why don't you feel him in this situation meeting my father whatever and mm -hmm. It's different for everybody because I have such a large age gap between me and the rest of my siblings. But those were just the things that you keep at home. You know what I mean? And so, right. like, it may seem like, and not, the, and I'm not, you know, minimizing it for me speaking about it, but it may seem like a brave thing to do. But it's mostly because to me, because we just aren't talking about those things. And nine times out of ten, it's somebody else that's going through the same thing, whether their father was in jail, whether their father was abusive, whether, you know, their mother was not in the picture. People have these certain situations that impact their, their life that they're just not addressing and sometimes not willing to address in adulthood. That's hard to do. It As is. I, you know, that's, I think that that is that speaks to me in so many ways, especially because 
one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because I was listening to these different people and these different experiences that these people were having. And I mean, not even just in podcasts or on podcasts, but like even on social media when we had like, um, what was the hashtag? Like black families do this or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's mm-hmm, the fact mm-hmm. that we have so many things in common and yet we don't know that we have these things in common because you're like, oh, my auntie do that too. Or my grandma be yeah. saying that too. Yeah. Or, you know, my grandma be putting stuff in that butter container too. <laughs> and it's simple stuff like that, but yet it means the world to you because you think right. your experiences are in these silos when it's not that. And I saw the podcast as a way to connect with different people and to really have a voice and understand like my share my experiences that I have most times those are shared experiences I'm not suffering by myself or I'm not experiencing this by myself somebody else has already gone through this and so Courtney I think that's so powerful what you said because that's exactly what I wanted this platform to do was to actually gravitate towards people to say oh my god these girls are just like me or oh my god I've had the same experience or you know Courtney worked through this and maybe I haven't addressed that but that's something that I do need to actually reflect on maybe I should go talk to somebody about this and there's nothing wrong and I think it's such a big stigma in the African-American community about self-care and more importantly therapy mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. a lot of people use therapists like oh you're going to go see a shrink or mm-hmm. something you're must crazy. be wrong with you yeah. you're crazy and it's just like you're not crazy you're experiencing life and life comes with so many different twists and turns and I can only speak from my experience with being an African-American woman and being educated I have a master's degree like there's so many nuances that come mm-hmm. with my particular characteristic because I'm a project of Cleveland I'm from inner city Cleveland yet I'm in an office with people who went to elite universities like Vanderbilt. I can relate to somebody in the hood and I can talk to the same this person next to me who went to Vanderbilt or Harvard or whatever have you, but it's so complex and you don't realize that you have so many things in common until you share. Yes. And until you open up. And it's just it's mm-hmm. so much power in communication. Mm-hmm. It's so much power. So, so I love that, Courtney. I love that. I really do. Kiana, Thank you, I think I think it's oh, nice. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for, I mean, like Kiana said, that's like, that's one of the reasons of the podcast because it's a space to do that. Like, mm-hmm. um, Kiana and I were like, you know, we kind of started this just based off of the conversations that we have on the phone. Like she was saying at some point, I think she shared with the both of us just how when she first moved to Tennessee, like we would talk on the phone all the time and we just thought our conversations were hilarious. But um, it's also <laughs> a space for us to be able to dialogue <laughs> and say whatever we want to, you know what I mean? And recognizing like, girl the white people at work piss you off today at work too like what Honey, girl me too like what we about to do because if you're ready to step in that door i can go <laughs> no we're not <laughs> we're not gonna step into that door yet because i have um an article that i want to share with you know the two of you you know we kind of had an, an opportunity to review it or whatever but i really want to get cc's perspective on this because kiana you started to allude to this a little bit so Maybe, what, Kiana, maybe like a month or two ago, I shared an article on my wall, on my Facebook wall, about um, a young lady who sent an email to her staff. I believe she's a manager, so she sent an email to her staff and let them know. She said, hey, guys, I'm not going to be in for the next couple days. I want to get my mental health together, um, and then maybe I'll be back on Monday rejuvenated and ready to go. Um, And she had copied, I believe, her boss on that email. 
her boss then replied and I won't get into all of what he said but he then replied and really encouraged and supported her in saying that and so me being in HR that was something he was actually the CEO yes he's the CEO sorry thank you um, when I saw that, I just fell in love with it because, like I said, being in HR, I, that is one of the biggest things that I'm a huge advocate of, especially in this day and age, is encouraging mental health days and encouraging people to be vocal about it and being encouraging people to use the resources that they have for it. So when I saw the article, I immediately shared it. And I was, like, really excited about it. Like, yeah, we got to stop giving it such a negative connotation. And so one of my peers, um, and I really want to get both of your re- fresh, fresh reaction to this, but one of my peers decided to um, well, I already reacted comment. I screenshotted a text you. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. She was like, what is this? What is this shit? And I was like, I promise you he's a really nice guy, but bad timing. <laughs> but he responded to the article and he was like, laugh out loud. Like, this has to be a joke. And so I was like simply why and so pretty much from his perspective he said that he sees it as somebody doing something like this and being vocal about mental health and needing the mental health days is being he saw it as being entitled and mentally weak and so Mm -hmm. that was one thing and then he went on to say um that in today's age he feels like young adults are growing up in a soft environment and it's crippling the ability of growth and I was just like but how so like it's 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 weird to me to see for you know some people to see it as such an encouraging thing especially in a day and of age when we're trying to get people to be more vocal about it and he kind of just flipped it back with it's entitled and mentally weak so I would love to hear um, your reaction to a comment like that. Can I also add to that really quick? Just, I'm just going to throw something mm-hmm. else in there. It was really interesting because my co-workers asked me what my next topic in the podcast would be. And um, they both share. I, I share with both of them that it will be on self-care. Um, and my co-workers, they also responded that it was entitled. It was, it was, it was what is it? Self-indulgent. Um, they thought that it was for privileged people. Um, and they also thought that um, self-care just isn't the right word. They do care for themselves, but they don't use the term self-care because it's very millennial and that we feel so entitled to take care of ourselves. Like, go get your nails done and your feet done. And I guess one of my questions to them was that, do you think that people from a lower socioeconomic status can't take care of themselves? Mm. You know, they balance a lot of different jobs and things like that. So you mean to tell me that only the privileged can take care of themselves? That doesn't make sense to me. It was really ironic to me that um, the privileged was calling someone else privileged. Mm -hmm. Right, Kiana. But, you know, I think it's, you know, two sides to or two parts of that question. So the first part, um, Cece, if you could just kind of react to this idea that it is mentally weak to even... Yes. Request mm-hmm. or be or you know be open about this idea that you need mental health and self care or you need a mental health day, um, and then the second part being that it's entitled and not necessarily so not necessarily the piece about only those who are privileged can 
indulge in self-care, but you feel entitled enough to feel like you need self-care or that you can indulge in self-care. And then the second part is, you know, it, is it a socioeconomic thing? And if so, like, why is it perceived to be that way? But I think it's a good point. But I'm going to let you address that before I get off on my soapbox myself. <laughs> right. Before we start taking off on these people. Okay. I, I mean, first off, I think that perpetuates the stigma of, um, you know, mental health and just making sure that you're mentally stable when you say things like uh, self-care is, is indulgent and, um, you know, it, it's only for the privileged and entitled people can only do that because I don't think there's anything wrong. And I mean, there isn't anything wrong with um, taking care of yourself and making sure that you're okay because in a world where there's a million things going on especially like right now in Trump America where it's so much Trump America <laughs> not our America right, Trump, Trump America, America. <laughs> right <laughs> where there's so much this is going not the on land right of the now. free man every day there's something new on the news and that could just it could just weigh on you and if you don't have something an escape and you know just an outlet that can just kind of like I said before just kind of rejuvenate you you can go crazy and I think that's why depression is so prevalent because people don't people like your co-worker or you know or um your friends say things that make you feel like you shouldn't take care of yourself you shouldn't be worried about your mental health which makes you feel like you shouldn't and therefore you don't and I just don't feel like that's that's fair I think we need to normalize that and make it a little bit more um universal for everybody because self-care is something that you should definitely utilize and I don't think there's anything and even and oh and for the privileged people I don't think it's a it's something that's privileged because getting your nails and your toes done may not be something that you can afford but you can't afford to to go for a walk you can't afford to maybe mm -hmm. talk to your friend or do something that they or watch a tv show for 30 minutes or do something or read a book you can afford those types of things and those things those things we charge you too. You know, they're not necessarily spending money. Those things don't necessarily mean that you're you're um, indulging. It just means that you care about yourself enough to take that time out and to uh, mm -hmm. to make sure that you're okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think so either. Me either. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and get on my soapbox thing for a second mm -hmm. because. Kiana, Kiana tried to set me up for this yesterday, and she was like, I'm not going to tell you until we record because I want your fresh reaction. Yes. <laughs> well, here it is, folks. No. Um, that really... And <laughs> 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 hey, we've been drinking. You said what? Courtney, you didn't tell them that we've been drinking. Oh, we have been. Um... You know what? I'm going to go ahead and Kiana may not like this. I'm going to go ahead and be a little transparent here in the fact that so we started recording this um, episode <laughs> and we this is what we do. Transparency is key. But we started recording the episode and we had a little issue. And so we had to re-record the first part of it. All that to say, I started out with just having and drinking a cider which is you know that's just like a little friendly drink a little play drink you know for real and i was like i'm not <laughs> drinking the moscato because it's warm this that and the third so when we had the little issue i was like since we're on a break i'm gonna go back and grab that full glass of moscato <laughs> <laughs> after i told y'all that i was a child of an alcoholic but that's neither here nor there <laughs> Listen, that's not her truth. We we we, we yeah. don't plead that over you. Right. No. Nope. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but no, so I really want to address this piece, Kiana, about the privileged and the socioeconomic status and this idea that only the privileged have access Listen, to Listen, I feel like you're about to stand on the soapbox for the both of us. Put one foot on your soapbox and one foot on mine. <laughs> and one fist in the air because here's Honey. the thing. I think there's this perception. So when people people hear self-care these days, I think, and Cece, to your point, I think they just have this automatic thought that we mean going to see a therapist. Now, granted, in the black community, yes, that is what we are encouraging people to do because that's not something that we've always done. That's just not, it just was not in our culture. Like I said, it was like keep family business at home. But right. to sit here and have this perception that because we are of a different socioeconomic status, that we just don't have access to or that we can't afford or that we're not even worthy of the self-care, exactly. I, have a, I have an issue with. I have a huge issue with because that is why we are still in these streets, literally, with lifeless bodies. That's why we have black men being displaced from their homes because we are not taking the proper care for ourselves and we are also being discouraged to do it. And this is something that I touched on last week's episode or the week before's episode um, is that we have to get rid of this idea. Now, granted, seeing a therapist can be expensive. Cece, I don't know how much you charge, but in general, people have this idea that seeing a therapist can be expensive. But you have to know where your resources lie. So you can miss me with the um, only the privilege can afford it. Like I like I said, I work in human resources. You have employee assistance programs, you have HRA dollars, you have flexible spending dollars. These are things that you can use towards your mental health. I'm trying to yeah. find I'm trying to find my therapist now. So for Funny. somebody to sit there and tell you like it's entitled or somebody else is not worthy. Because that's what they were alluding to. Like, you know, let's keep yeah. it real. That's what they were alluding to is is beyond me. But to me, it's just another one of those things where it's just like, not necessarily how do, how do we keep them down? Because this isn't the whole, you know, the man trying to keep me down type thing. But this is this is truly your perception. This is truly the reality that you're living in that I am not worthy enough or the kids that I've worked with in nonprofit are not worthy of worthy enough, and their parents are not worthy enough to f- receive some of the same services that you get on a daily basis, all because you have the money and the means to do so. How dare you? How dare you, Courtney? Your sentiments are exactly <laughs> mine. I was completely offended um, when my coworker said that, and my first question was, and, and that's why I asked, I said, do you think that people of a lower socioeconomic status can't take care of themselves? And granted, um, one of my closest friends, um, at my job, she's actually older than me. Most of my friends are older than me, but she's older than me. And she is our administrative assistant and she works two jobs. And she's standing in this room listening to these women tell her, tell me that, only privileged people believe in self-care. Now, I talk to her all the time about taking care of herself. I said, 
are you working? I literally asked her every day, are you working your second job tonight? Mm-hmm. She said yes. I said, you know, she lives she lives almost an hour outside of Nashville. And I'm not saying this as like she's a charity case because she is not. She is superwoman to me. Mm-hmm. She's a single mom. She has mm-hmm. two jobs in Nashville. She lives an hour outside of Nashville. She comes to work into our office before anybody else gets there. She's there at like 7, 7.30. And she's driving an hour to get there. And then she doesn't get off work till 11. So I'm asking her, are you working tonight? Do you need to stay in my house tonight? And she's always like, no. But the fact that these women have the audacity to say that it's a privilege to take care of yourself. I encourage her every day to take care of herself. She's a single mom. She has two kids. She's putting putting her baby through college. She's trying to send her other kid to a trade school. She's doing the damn best that she can. And I think that despite her means, despite her making less money than y'all, she deserves a Sunday to watch Lifetime. She deserves somebody to take her out to dinner. She deserves to go get her feet, her hair cut. She deserves whatever the fuck she wants Mm -hmm. because she's a human being. It has no bearing to do with how much money she makes. Mm -hmm. But you know what, what Tiana? To To the flip side of that, and the reality of it is, sometimes it is a privilege. Because if, if I think about the population that um, that my organi- organization serves and their parents and their children, sometimes it is a privilege. Or those who are not in that socioeconomic status, it is a privilege for them because um, for the parents that are working two jobs, for the parents that are trying to work two jobs and be involved with their kids and go, you know, go to their school, you know, school events and this, that, and the third. And I know it goes back to that importance of, you know, finding time for the things that you enjoy and for the things that will, you know, do well to your spirit. But if you talk about somebody reaching their immediate needs, first things that's going to be on the table, do I have food to eat? Is my kid in school? Are the lights on? You know, this, that, and the third. So at some point, Self-care does get pushed down the line, but that is and that is the issue. That is the issue is that it's it's yeah. it is a privilege or it is a lu- going to self-care for somebody like that or going to therapy for somebody like that that is a luxury and it shouldn't be that way. Like we should exactly. all be able to have the same access to it, but the reality <clears throat> of it is is that at times we don't and it's not necessarily because of lack of resources or because of the type of income that you have, but it's the type of lifestyle that you have. As much as you are trying to do well in this world, you have a little bit more to balance than Becky does out in the suburbs you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. this is true and that's but and that's just the reality of it i also i do think that it's a privilege however i don't think that it's a privilege strictly for the privilege mm-hmm. if that makes sense no. i think no, that it's a privilege however these people should know that they have access to this privilege like the rest of the world. These people, Uh I feel like that work two and three jobs and are taking care of their families, especially in the line of work that I work in. I work in access for higher education for people. These moms, these fathers, single fathers, single moms, or maybe you're in a two-parent household. We don't know what that looks like. A two-parent household, and maybe they work in two jobs apiece. We don't know that. But I'm saying that Mm -hmm. these people deserve a right to take care of themselves just like that person who makes $70,000 by themselves Mm -hmm. and still has a spouse that can help them out with whatever. These people still deserve a right to that privilege. Mm -hmm. 
So don't make it seem I like agree. this is an elite status and you can only get your nails and your hair and your feet done. Some people can't afford that. That that itself is a privilege yeah. for the privilege. Mm-hmm. This person mm-hmm. can take 30 minutes to walk around the park, maybe with their sleeping child, mm-hmm. to take care of themselves. Yeah. It's still equally as important to them because if not more important because I feel like those are the people that can't find that balance those people who don't have the right access to nutritionist meals and things like that mm-hmm. or maybe 27 and having three kids and maybe going to a early cardiac arrest because of the stress levels that they have that's so important to that community so don't tell me that it's a privilege for people to get their hair and their nails done yeah. but yet these people need a fucking walk around the park yeah to mm-hmm. decompress and not in and not have their lives be cut short because they don't know how to manage the stresses of their lives. Exactly. Exactly. Managing no, the stress, I completely I think agree. Is important. And kind of to piggyback off of you, uh, Courtney, when you said that a lot of people just don't have the time, I think it's intention. You have to be intentional with it. I mean, you mm-hmm. only have twenty four hours in the day, even if it's thir- literally thirty minutes, you need that thirty minutes and it's important for you to take that time for yourself because nobody else is gonna take it for you. And if, if you are exactly. working two, three jobs and you have to take care of your kids and, you know, a lot of people do have to make a lot of sacrifices, but you cannot give to somebody else if, they're, if, you, if you're empty. You can't, you can't fill somebody else's cup if your cup is, is empty. And, I, and you have, oh, and I goodness, think it's, yes. it's so important to be intentional with that self-care. And it doesn't have to be for the privilege. It can be for anybody, but everybody should take advantage of it. I agree. I agree. And I think you um, you really said something powerful there about, you know, pouring into that cup. I was having a conversation with some friends like a couple months ago, and we were just talking about how um, quite a few of us are either in nonprofit or, we, or they want to be in nonprofit. Um, and so those types of roles and t- those types of experiences require you so much to pour into others, and you have to be intentional about getting poured back into um, mm-hmm. Because you will spend that time just not even realizing how drained you are and what it mm-hmm. is that you're missing because you're giving so much of yourself. And you have to make time to say, okay, who can I find to pour into me? You know, who's yes, in my right. circle that's going to do that for me? Whether it's my therapist, whether it's a mentor, whether it's your pastor, the first lady, whatever it is. But you have to be intentional about being poured back into and you have to allow that space to happen too because a lot of people say that they want it but they don't necessarily create that space or what willing to hear what you know what it is that they need to be told to be poured into so i think you really hit it on that one i love that and and then and on the therapist piece therapy can be expensive like you go to a private practice you're only paying at least 60 Mm dollars an hour but a lot mm-hmm. of places accept insurance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can, you exactly. can go through insurance. There's, I know for my in-home um, therapy, we accept insurance. They don't have to pay anything. And it's still the same. I can be there for two, three hours a week if they need me to be. So it's all about, you know, just seeking this stuff out and just being being able to, to find resources for that. Because they're, they're out there. You just have to, you just have to want it, mm-hmm. like you said. I will be so very I transparent. Have two I do. So, go ahead. I'm sorry, Courtney. No, you're good. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that I'll be transparent for a moment. And one of the things that I do to practice self-care is I do go to therapy every week. Um, I know that transitioning here to Nashville was not the easiest process for me. Um, It was... It had to deal with, I call it like the dust settling effect. Like, I graduated from grad school. Literally a week later, I moved to Nashville. 
I was really excited that I graduated. I got my master's. Um, I got a new position, a job that I only could dream of that incorporated my background, also the new degree that I had. And then I moved to a new city. And then when it does settle and I realized I was here by myself, I was like, shit, I might be a little sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like my friends aren't here. My family isn't here. Reality started to hit me. It wasn't yeah, so much I was operating off of that high that I was on. And so I felt a little lost here. So I sought out a therapist. And for me, I know that everybody doesn't have the same benefits as me, but when I look for a therapist, my job and the way of looking for a therapist, it was almost like a filter. I was able to filter who I wanted as a therapist. Mm -hmm. So I single out, um, not singled out, but I filtered by African-American and a woman. Mm -hmm. And so I found a woman who um, is my current therapist that I go to weekly. And because of my insurance, it's only $20 a session. It's $20 a yeah. session. Mm -hmm. I would not have known that if I didn't look into that myself. And so another thing about self-care is that you have to be proactive. You know, mm -hmm. and it says in the Bible, faith without work is dead. You have to do some part of the work. If you want mm -hmm. to be better, you have to actually put forth that effort to do that. And sometimes you'll find out that you have more help than you do hurdles. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was, it was affordable for me. I can only speak to me. And I was excited about going to see somebody for $20 a week. And whether I can adjust that to being once a week or bi-weekly or monthly, that's up to your budget. But it was you can find affordable ways to get it. And if you can't, I would suggest um, finding a friend. Mm -hmm. Just some kind of support system. Some type of support system. Because right. I even remember when Cece told me she graduated from her master's program. And I was like, oh, so you're a counselor. And I was like girl can I be one of your patients like maybe that's a conflict of interest <laughs> because no, we're I did friends, the same thing with one of my support. friends right it's support out there for you so if you can find friends and they don't necessarily have to be a licensed therapist or counselor but go to church do whatever you can that makes you happy I know for me going to church Bible study on Wednesdays and church on Sundays was everything I needed. Church wasn't okay. enough for me on Sunday. So I needed something that can help me throughout the week. And I'm not pushing this on everybody because I know everybody isn't religious or spiritual, however. But for me, in my journey as a Christian, I thought that that was imperative in my walk to keep me grounded. Yeah. So find whatever you can that can hold you to your foundation yeah. and keep you there because life is full of twists and turns. There's no guarantee with anything in life. So you need that. Yeah. And church mm -hmm. is definitely self-care. That, that's self care too. So that's my and safe haven. It's so free, <laughs> unless you want to go and tithe yeah. and give your offerings. <laughs> I don't judge those who don't, but you should. But I ain't judging you if you don't, because sometimes I was it too. <laughs> right. I'm not saying you should, but I'm telling you, life is real. <laughs> life is real. Life is real. No, so I have um, <laughs> two questions for Cece. One: How far do my you travel? <laughs> No, I was saying, you know, um, I have two questions and one of them being one CC. How far do you travel for your in-home sessions? And, and two, right. Because I'm on the hunt for a therapist myself. And, um, do you do virtual? I mean, for real, for I real? Know. I'll come, I'll come to Cincinnati. <laughs> no, I don't. I would travel to Cincinnati. Um, like I told I you, I have a family there. Girl. 
That's okay. It's okay. I'll you come would... to you. <laughs> I'll come they to have you. Vir- no, but listen, they do have virtual therapists. They do. They talk space. They do. Really they do. I've seen that. Yeah. And I've actually looked into it. No, but my um my real question is, do you also have a therapist? Do you mind me asking? I don't. I really, really, really want one though. Girl, you can go to my best. Okay. Thing. I know. That's what I call my therapist, my bestie. <laughs> I say it every day. I'm like, I need to go to a therapist. Because, like I said, it's 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 draining. It can be, and it's like, I love my clients. I do, and I love to see their growth. But sometimes you just need somebody else to talk to, you know? Yeah, you constantly hearing, hearing other people's problems. It's nice to be able to talk about mm-hmm. your, your problems, too. So, um, mm-hmm. but I am, I am actively looking for a therapist. Can I actually. ask you this? Yeah. And you can let me know if this is too personal because Cece, Cece is not single like me and Courtney. <laughs> She's married. Um, when it comes to like family therapy and things like that, how critical is it that couples go to therapy? When do you see that mm. necessary for a couple? Um, I think it's really important. I think it's, it's one of those things that you choose to do. Um, usually a lot of couples come in if they if they have a communication problem, right. fighting a lot. Um, I mean, I I think therapy is very important. I think that everybody can benefit from it. But I mean, I don't I don't think it's critical for couples to go. Okay. I mean, you know, it just kind of depends on what the issues are within the relationship. So I okay, think it's that's fair. Things. So it's not like a self care practice for a relationship. You can do that at home. You can kind of do that at home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think self care should be more individual individualized but you know if you want to get together with your your man or your your you know whatever and you guys want to do couples therapy i, I totally recommend it okay you know? i've never okay. been in therapy with any of my spouses yeah. and seeing that i don't have a spouse <laughs> i'm not in therapy with one night right now either so i'm just curious to know what that looked like mm-hmm. it, it's interesting mm-hmm. it's very it's, it's interesting to have therapy with more than one person i'll say yeah i'll say that much yeah it's interesting I can't imagine that experience. I mean, yeah, just me in there telling my story to my bestie. Y'all, if y'all get there, therapist, call her your bestie. It'll make you so much more comfortable. But um, telling my truth to my bestie and then having somebody else there, I don't know how comfortable it's a I would be like, yeah, be like with someone else in the room because I'm just so transparent with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's something you have to be ready for. If that's something that you're ready for to to be able to express that with your partner and let him in on that, you know, that side of you, I think it's definitely beneficial because just like you said, but you don't realize things until you see somebody, you to your relationship and you right. see how they do things. And sometimes you right. got to come together to kind of understand each other. And, and it, sometimes you need a therapist or a mediator or somebody to kind of point out those things, you know, because sometimes you don't see them yourself and your right. partner doesn't see them yourself themselves. So... I think it's it's beneficial, personally. Well, CC, I completely understand the couples therapy piece. I was just curious to know what that actually looked like and when was it necessary? Because I haven't been in a situation where I would need couples therapy. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, especially from your perspective, not even as a marriage and what's this called? Marriage and family therapy. Marriage and family therapist, but as a married woman, Mm -hmm. you just want to know those things. But... I appreciate you and all the feedback that you gave us. That was awesome. Courtney, thank you for being so transparent, too. (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) Queen of transparency here. (laughs) Here to tell a story. So we don't have a second topic for today's show, but what we do have is a game. Okay. 
So the last time we played a game, we played in LA Woo-hoo. with our friend Dre. We will not make you play Fuck Mary or Kill. Okay. Because we do respect <laughs> the fact that you are actually married. I'm playing along. No, oh, but still. That's still a lie. Like, for real, you'll go home and you'll fuck him. You're like, no, baby, it was just a show. <laughs> they are married, though. So I'm sure it's still like, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to have my exactly, celebrity crush yeah. when I'm married. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I was going to marry Kira. It's just fun. But, I, but we'll play with every gang y'all play. Right. Okay, so this yes. game is called Make It or Break It. So okay. I'm not going to participate in this game, but I'm curious to know what will make or break certain romantic relationships for you and Courtney. Okay. And actually, I guess I can give, I can put my input on yeah. that too. Wait, why are you not yeah. participating? So yeah, so <laughs> let's go with our first round of Make It or Break It. So Courtney, I'll start with you, then Cece, you'll share, and then I'll share afterwards. Okay. So... Uh oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> a man that is five six, make it or break it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> On the first one, you know, it doesn't it doesn't break it. It doesn't break it. So That's true of you. Are you are you tall? Is that how you, you play it? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. And that's, but here's the thing. I'm only five five, so I just feel like you gotta have yeah. a little bit on me. But you can't wear you. You gotta wear at least. A, you yeah. gotta have a little bit on me because when I put the heels right. on, yeah. you're not ever wearing no kitten heels, right? Because like I'm already <laughs> somewhat short. <laughs> I hate. Okay, here's the thing. Not that I wear kitten heels, but I hate when people downplay kitten heels. Like. That's some grown women shit. Look, I'm not about to be walking around the office in six inch heels every day. I'm not doing it. Now, here's what I tell you. I either have on real life heels or some flats at work. I don't wear kitten heels. But you know what? To each his own. I respect the but game. But let me it just say this. Me. I feel like with that kitten heel, your feet still might be hurting. And your calves still might get a little sore. But I'm not doing that for no fucking two inch heel. <laughs> or actually a one and a half inch heel. I can't go out the game like that. <laughs> you would not wear kitten heel. That's what I was about to say. Cece. Oh, wait, Here's the ahead. thing though. I will not wear a kitten heel. I won't wear a kitten heel for no man. Like I'm not about to wear a kitten heel just because you five six. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm still wearing my three inch to four inch heels. Like I'm not doing that, so that's why I'm like it won't break it. But I would appreciate a little oh. bit of height. <laughs> Cece, what about you? Um, Cece, I don't think it's a break it. Um, my first boyfriend was like five five. How tall are you? I'm five three. Oh, okay. But I didn't wear heels and that at that point, so it didn't really affect okay. me. Okay, but. I mean, it, I think it's it's fine. I would prefer him to be taller, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a break it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn him down. Okay. What about you, Kiana? So for me, y'all, I'm five nine. Kiana, I'm a tall girl. Um, right. <laughs> I can't say because the last guy I talked to here in Nashville, he was shorter than me, but I just. I don't prefer that. I would prefer somebody equal height. Yeah. Um, cause you know it's not every day you can find somebody that's six three. That that would be my equal with heels on. But um, I can settle for like five eight, five nine, five six. 
me and Kevin Hart ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> in, in your circumstances. Right. Sure. <laughs> so, that's almost, I can't say right. it's a breakup, but if you come with like a bomb personality and you feel comfortable with me, like, girl, you my stallion. Like, you my sequoia. I'm going to climb. Like, I'll be like, cool. <laughs> right. And you got to be able to handle all of this. <laughs> You gotta be able to do something exactly. with this five nine body. Like you gotta, like, you gotta be able to do something with that. <laughs> so that's the only way I can date somebody shorter if they real because you do. Like, Girl, you my challenge. I just gotta get you. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, you gotta be comfortable in yourself to do that. Okay. What else? Let me see. In between jobs, make it or break it. A man that's mm-hmm. in between That's all you jobs. know about is that he's in between the job. <laughs> I'm like, can CC start? <laughs> is this, you first meet them? and they You say, first meet them and all they tell you is that they're in between jobs. Is that make it or break it? Oh, man. Oh. We ain't no ride or die chicks. I'm going to let y'all know that. We just, we like to ride, but we ain't down with you. <laughs> No, no, oh, no. I don't know. I That's laughed hard. because there's one side of me. So I laughed because for me there's somebody that um that I used to talk to, maybe date mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> somebody that I was dating that ended up in between jobs. And so that's why I was laughing because I was like, hmm. But no, it wasn't a um it wasn't a break it issue at all. It was like I was actually trying to be very supportive throughout that like because he ended up getting a job just like an uh, in the meantime job like I understand that I have bills to pay so I need to be doing something I need to have some sort of income it wasn't necessarily the job that he wanted but he was doing what he had to do make it for you so it definitely wouldn't yeah it'll it'll make it for me that's true I think that's that's hard for me if I'm first meeting true. them and they don't have a job, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of a turn off. I think it would be breaking. Okay, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. It's a breaking for me. <laughs> like you in between jobs, you can't tell me where you worked at before. You can't say where you trying to work at next. Now nah. it's a heavy no for me. That's a no for me, dog. Okay, I have two more. This is my other one. Courtney, this is going to be so funny. Okay. Man that wears onesies to bed. I hate you already. Make it or break it. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what type of question? You wear a onesie? Like, that wears... Yes, that's what I was about to say. I wear a onesie, but... Rarely have I actually worn it to bed, to sleep in. One, because yeah. them bitches is okay, hot. you know, I don't <laughs> so, own onesies. I frown upon onesies. So, man that wears onesies around the house, make it or break it. You... Men that wear onesies around the house, that's that's also not a break it for me. Like, if it's in humor. Yeah. No, it's not in humor. It's in okay, relaxation. Like, Stop if this trying is to change what I'm giving you. A man that wears onesies around the house, make it or break it. <laughs> All the... Th- all the time, it's a Is no. it break it? Sorry, but you can't. It's a no. Double standards. Go ahead, Cece. <laughs> what you said? I said you got those double standards. 
I don't wear onesies around the house all the time, though. That's why but I'm like, it's a break. It's like, why, why are we wearing them all the time? <laughs> CC, is your husband no. wearing onesies around the house? Make it or break. <laughs> He's never worn a onesie around the house, but I don't think it's a break it because it's around the house. Like, we don't have company or anything. Bitch, it's me. And that's what he comfortable in. That's true. I don't see wearing them out. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Y'all, I'm just not a person for onesies. I'm going to say that's going to have to break it. Really? You not about to walk your grown ass around my house <laughs> with no onesie and your butt hanging on the back. No. Why does butt got to be hanging out Because the you know they got the little patch on the back. Okay, you have this eye definition of what the you onesies. You have the eye definition of the onesies. We're we not talking about the onesies like the long johns with the opening in the back and then the opening <laughs> yeah. like you button up the front. I'm not talking about that. Like, first of all, my issue with it is like why why we wearing onesies around the house all the time because when I go to bed like my hope and plan is to have sex with you so why like I need easier access so like let's just you know when I'm button that onesie like what we doing here we both can't be in a onesie we both can't be in a onesie do you know how hard it is to get out of those things sometimes because y'all need to be wearing them Um, damn things but no it's not a break it okay. You don't live in Ohio anymore, but when it get cold up here and I'm not turning on the heat yet, yes, I'm throwing so on the full body onesie. Okay? Because his ass is too big and a grown ass man, you not about to be walking around here looking like the Grinch. Dang, y'all <laughs> that is. Not and especially for it to be a break it. Like a break y'all, it. If I woke up and my man was in the kitchen and a onesie cooking me dinner, I'd be like, I think you might have to go home. Dang, it's that it's like that. <laughs> Imagine if the little butt thing was down in the back. I'd be like, get your grown ass out of here. (laughs) See, that's not even what I envisioned. Kiana, you talking about these onesies that are like 50 years old. I'm when it comes to these onesies. onesies. I may be open-minded to a lot of things, but a onesie is not. Dang, I see. But I ju- I'm just trying to understand where you have this visual of the onesies right. with the butt open in the like back. Like, who still wears those? No, <laughs> bitch, you tried it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you tried it. You for real tried it. No, no, I don't. You got that one wrong. <laughs> you ain't never seen me walking around with my ass oh, out. It's so funny. <laughs> Okay, so last one. What's your next one? Men who gets <laughs> manicures or pedicures, make it or break it. Definitely a make I, it. I agree. I agree also. Niggas, go get your nails done. <laughs> go get your feet done. We like that. It ain't nothing wrong with it. Keep your nails clean. <laughs> Self-care. Here's the thing. It's a fine line because I like... I like manly hands, so I like hands that look like they have mm-hmm. done a little bit of work. But don't come to me, ooh, don't, and you know I don't like feet. So don't come to me with no crusty ass feet, some dirty nails, no. At least go get them suckers cleaned out. I'll take you with me, matter of fact, when I go get my mani. <laughs> Bye. No. You know, this guy was dating here, um, he had real nasty nails because he worked outside. I was like, we can go get manicures together. Cause I hate dirt and meat Don't I touch me. Don't you think you're gonna put them fingers on me with them uh, dirty nails? Yeah. Yeah, that's a no. And we can promote self care together. Self care. 
Well, thank y'all for playing this game with me. This was actually oh, was funny. Fun. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> and y'all silly. And y'all silly as hell for having a man with no the ones on. <laughs> you petty you as hell. Call me what you want, but you ain't gonna call me with no <laughs> so ones on. <laughs> you were anti ones. <laughs> I am. <laughs> So against one these. Right. Okay, let's get into our last call. So this is, I think this is a fun part of the podcast, Cece. So this is where we are wrapping up the podcast, but because we're brunch, we decide to give people tips yeah. for the week. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something that um, you've done this week, but somebody that gets accolades and you want to let them know, either they got a 15% tip because... You know, they didn't do so well or a 10% tip or maybe they exceeded your expectations mm -hmm. and you give them a 25% tip or a 30% tip. So okay. we can go around and give our tips. Courtney, do you know who you got tips for? No, what did y'all can start? <laughs> Question. So is it for anybody? I'm always anybody, like that. Anything. Okay. You can shout out whatever you want, whoever you want. Okay. I'll give mine to my mom because she's my bestie. And she's always there for me. She's Aww. like my therapist. So I'll give it to her and I'll give her 25% because mm. she's always, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm pregnant. So I go through a lot of stuff with my husband that, because he get on my nerves a lot. <laughs> so she's like, she's my, my go-to for that. She's a great listener and she is just very open-minded and I appreciate her. So I'm going to give her 25%. That's awesome. And thanks for being open and transparent about your pregnancy. I wasn't going to tell people I was drinking Crown and that she was drinking water because I was like, that's her business. She don't got to let people know what yeah. she's carrying in her womb. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, I'm very protective of ovaries. What's happening to your ovaries? That's your business. You don't got to tell people you're pregnant or not. I know that's, that's right. up to you. I could be walking around seven months pregnant. Don't ask me shit. These are my ovaries. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you, Kiana. That's private. So, I, I, that's sweet. I'm so excited for Cece to have a baby. Yeah, I have a baby in Nashville, y'all. <laughs> Courtney, you, you ready yet? Or you want me I was up? like, you having a baby. What? No, I have my okay. tip now. So, my tip is actually going to be for the educators out there in whatever form that may be. Uh, okay, not you, but <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Chill. No, I was having a, um, we were hanging out with some friends this weekend, and it was this young lady. I think Kiana, I shared this with you, but it's this young lady who, um, who is an educator, and she's only like 24, but she was talking about, you know, just some of the challenges that she was facing and some of the barriers that her students face and the time that she takes to pour into them. And so if you think about teachers and educators and what they have to do and consider, like, I have a, you know, a classroom to teach, but I also have children who are facing barriers and who may not all have the needs that they, um, or they're not, you know, their needs aren't being met. Um, so the time that you have to put into caring for children that are not your own Man. on a daily basis, and it'd be like 30 kids mm -hmm. in a classroom, I absolutely give you a 25% tip. Yeah, like, shout out to the sure. educators in the world because it's not something that <laughs> that I could do at all. So, kudos to them for That's doing that. That is a good one. Um, my tip this week is going to go to my mentor, Erica. Um, I went to her wedding in Puerto Rico about two weeks ago before Hurricane Irma. Oh my gosh, hit oh, no. 
And so we literally like escaped the storm. But I just want to shout her out and her new hubby. They brought together an amazing group of people. Um, I think they had a wedding of about 90 people in Puerto Rico. And it was absolutely beautiful. And the people that they brought together, she just never seems, she just never ceases to amaze me. The people that she surrounded herself with and they were all so hospitable. Like they welcomed me and my friends. Like I felt like I went to college with them and now we're in this group chat together. And these are a group of black people that are movers and shakers. They're doing great things in great cities and it really inspired me. And so I just want to let her know that even in her busiest moment in her life, in that weekend, I know she couldn't attend to me the way that she would normally do if I was in D.C., but her friends and her family are truly a demonstration of her love and her kindness, and they were truly a reflection of who she is. So Aww. I thank her for pouring into me and allowing me to experience that time with her, and I also appreciate her friends who took me under their wing, just like I was their little sister, too. So I'm going to give Erica a 25% tip this week. I love you, and congratulations. Aww. That is. That's, That's so precious. Baby, <laughs> you got any brunch okay, places you want to recommend so, for you? Raven eating at? I God. do. And so it's actually not a recent brunch place, but I'm excited to share it nonetheless because it was good. Um, so back in June, I went to D.C. with um, one of my really good friends. I call her twin. Um, for her birthday, I'm sorry, for her birthday, for her 30th birthday, and she had a brunch for the group of us, and it was like bottomless mimosas, and it was at, I think it's called the Front Page in D.C., mm. and when I tell you this place was amazing, so you can get a, yes, it's called the uh, the Front Page, it's in DuPont Circle, and you can get like a bottomless brunch, mm. so a bottomless buffet and bottomless mimosas. Um, now, I didn't partake in the bottomless brunch, but this is why I really like them because I still had an option to choose from the menu. But even though I didn't get the bottomless brunch, I ate from it because some people slid me some food. <laughs> My homegirl slid me half of her waffle, and when I tell you it was amazing, and those mimosas, I always love a good mimosa. So if you're ever in the D.C. area, please check out the front page. So, so, mm, so, so tasty. Cece, do you brunch here in Nashville? <clears throat> yeah. You're pregnant now, so I'm about to drag you to all the brunches. You're going to be like, yes, 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 I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kiana, you need yes, to feed her. Do. That's the only thing I can do is eat. Um, I haven't been to brunch in a long time. I'm thinking the last place I've been. Um, I think the last place I've been is... Santa Nail. Have you been to Santa Nail's brunch? Yes, I have. They, have. they changed the drink specials there. Oh, did they? Buy one, get one free, and it's not anymore. Oh. But it's still, the food is still amazing. Yeah. I had the, um, I think the red velvet waffle, Ooh, which was really, really good. Um, so their, their brunch is really, really good. Kind of expensive, but, um, it was really good, and they had they had drink specials, but Kiana said they don't have those anymore. So, and I haven't been in a while, so they may have something new on the menu. But Santa Nejo in Nashville is a good place to try out for brunch. They have really good stuff. We can check it out again just to double check yeah, the drink girl, specials. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Aren't there anymore? Um, the place that I'm going to recommend for brunch is not in the states; it's in a territory in Puerto Rico. 
Um, I recommend if you do go to Puerto Rico, okay, y'all Puerto Rico, they don't have any power right now. So sad, 100%. Um, across the territory that they don't have power so they were they were such sweet people i just pray that everybody's okay but we went to a brunch place called oceano and so it was a brunch buffet so if you purchase two brunches girl they give you a bottle of champagne oh man we was lit <laughs> yes they put it on ice and everything like we felt like you had a bottle just for that brunch. we was lit in the candlestick so <laughs> I would suggest you go there. Not only do they have amazing brunch food, but they have um, food that's traditional to Puerto Rico. So you can go and try the fruit juices that are, you know, home to Puerto Rico. Some of the fruits and vegetables that they have there. It was just a really cool and amazing experience. I'm a really picky eater, but when I try to go different places, I try different things. And it was it was a really good experience. But most importantly, that bottle of champagne. <laughs> is what came in handy and you can literally eat um brunch and like if you eat on the balcony you literally like right in front of the ocean so you just eat and brunch on the ocean it is so boss so if you want to go with your man or your girls feel like a girl boss or a man boss um <laughs> just go do that it was such a good experience so i would recommend that place for brunch if you are in puerto rico mm. so yeah Awesome, awesome. I Not know. that I'm going to Puerto Rico anytime awesome. soon, but I'll keep that on the list. I will go back in a second, though. Yeah, like, After hurricane season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so sad. Right. So, yeah. Well, thank you. It is. It's it, a lot going on. One of my homegirls' family is, she, is there. Or are they? <sighs> yes. Um, they're in the U.S. Virgin Islands, so we're sending prayers their way. They're because all of it like you said that entire territory is without electricity and it's her grandparents so we're sending them all the love Listen, i'm telling y'all it's getting crazy all here so stay prayed up stay i don't know what else everybody just say meditated up and thoughtful <laughs> and get your chakras in order yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that. Oh, whatever it is that you practice y'all because this is real out here right go right. do that Okay, well, that wraps episode five of Bitches Love Brunch. Cece, thank you so much for joining us. It was so fun thank to have you, you thank on the thank show. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. We did. I'm sure we will have you back at some point. Um, and you'll have to let yes. us know, give us some information about your podcast as well. Um, so we can tune into that. I'm excited to listen. Yes. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. Um, leave us some comments, like us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave us some comments there, and we hope to hear from you guys soon. See you yes, in a couple review, weeks. Review, review, review. And before we go, Cece, what's the name of your podcast, and where can they find it? Um, our podcast is called Relationship Status. It's with my me, my husband, and um, our friend Charlie. It is on SoundCloud. We haven't done episodes in a while, though, but I think the ones that we have up are still on SoundCloud. So check us out. All yes, right. thank you for that. Sorry, CC. Thank you, CC. All righty, guys. Thank y'all for having me so much. All right, see y'all in two course. weeks. Bye. Talk to y'all soon. <laughs> Bye.